superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Daddy's hosting today, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rogers, he doesn't want to play for the Patriots. It never works out for the Jets, and it always works out for us. Does it? Forgot all those Jets playoff wins the last couple of seasons. We haven't had one in 12 years. Three Super Bowls since then. I understand. <laughs> All right. Earlier on the show, Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr., Academy Award-winning actor Russell Crowe. Still to come, Eagle Center Jason Kelsey. And now, it's Rich Ah, uh, yes. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're live on the Roku channel here on this busy Masters Friday. Roku channel is free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app has the Roku channel on it. It's free in there. The Roku channel.com for anybody sitting there at a desktop or a laptop or wants to use the internet tubes to watch us free every single day. You can do that. We say hello to our Sirius XM Odyssey listeners, the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, Coast to Coast. We also say hello to those listening on our podcast. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We have an in-studio guest all third hour. This is the only man who can uh, who can follow up a Russell Crowe Zoom that we just aired uh, moments ago. He is in Los Angeles. Angeles, California, after finishing up the NFL, what I've known as the broadcast boot camp, but he just blew my mind saying it's now called the NFL broadcast workshop, whatever. <laughs> he is from the Philadelphia Eagles, thankfully getting set to play another season and also the much more talented Kelsey on the New Heights podcast. <laughs> Jason Kelsey, good to see you, sir. Rich, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, man. You got yeah. the shirt, your branding. Yeah, I, I, you know. I'm I'm trying to represent. I got my badge across my chest, I guess. But, I like uh, it. Yeah. I like it. And you have top billing. You have top billing as well with Jason and Travis Kelsey. That's right. Yeah. Is that a conscious decision or what? I, I have no idea who made the shirt, but I'm happy that I am in front. I think okay. that, that it's seniority. It's seniority yeah. alphabetically as well. Mm-hmm. We got all of that. Yeah. It is it is killing it. <laughs> Your podcast. We're having fun. It's uh yeah, we started it before last season. Right. And uh I've talked to my brother more than ever before. <laughs> Seems like we're closer than we've been throughout our entire uh, NFL careers. Um, and it was certainly good timing to do it in the middle of uh, the best AFC team, best yes. NFC team, ultimately culminating in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, good time to start a podcast. Yeah, why did you guys decide to do that? Well, you know, we know that, well, for sure for me, our, yeah. our careers are getting close to being done. Yeah. And we had talked about it for a number of years. And I think really uh, getting to know the right people that could make it happen. Being in a place where we saw a lot of other 
current athletes doing podcasts and having success. Yes, sir. And, you know, one of the big concerns is, you know, is this going to be a distraction? Are we going to say things and it's going to be taken the wrong way? Well, now everybody is doing it. And it's a lot more normal and accepted league-wide, team-wise, and fan-wise. So I think um, seeing the acceptance of that, uh, as well as just having the general interest of doing it, and then meeting the team that we have now to be able to execute on it, right, has all caused us to do it then. And mm-hmm. then, you know, quite frankly, I talked to Chris Long before the season, who has his own podcast, yep, Greenlight. Um, he's terrific. He, he, yeah. was, he was a regular Monday guest for us all season long and dynamite. So Chris was one of my favorite players I ever played with. Uh-huh. Only had him for a short stint in Philadelphia. Was fortunate to win a Super Bowl with him. But he, uh, you know, his biggest advice to me was, you know, if you guys are really thinking about doing this, start it while you're still playing. Really get it established, and then when you're done playing, you'll transition into yeah. doing it more full time and everything after that. Well, it's good that you're doing it now with Travis. I think the first few years of his career. Probably wouldn't have been a very good. No, idea. yeah, it's when he was throwing when he was throwing flags at refs, you hey, know, and that'd have been good for good for TV. That would have been. Wait a minute, see this? You know content now. You know content creation, but you know uh, it is it is a great piece of advice from Chris to say do it while you're you're playing, and then you know obviously playing this year against each other in the Super Bowl it just puts it on a whole different plane, totally yeah. different level, you know. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about content? There is a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the two leading league MVPs playing for both of our teams. Uh, we both won our division, our conference, obviously, yes. throughout the regular season. Ultimately, culminating in a Super Bowl, first brothers ever to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the storylines were were incredible through the roof. Not just you know for our our podcast, but just the season in general. So, right, um, yeah, really, really good timing for plus, sure. Plus, you're not hot takers, so no, the only yeah. and the only I guess the only one would think the only people listening to your podcast, you know, from the industry who might be offended are the coaches who Travis sure. had no earthly idea who they yeah. were, yeah. you know, so maybe this fall it'll be just like, um, we'll find out the coaches that have the, <laughs> do you not know who I am it, in them? It'll you be know? interesting when Trav plays the Raiders and uh, Josh McDaniels is on the sideline. Yeah. I think uh, he, <laughs> he played he, twice a year. He called me the moment they released it on social and he saw how much buzz it was getting. And he's like, man, I did not realize I went so hard on some of these guys. And, um, you know, it it's a, it was a tough picture. I will I will give him credit. I thought I didn't think Josh McDaniels looked like Josh McDaniels at all. Well, and when I was looking at it, and then yeah. multiple of the coaches, it's 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 harder seeing him in the street clothes, looking <laughs> into the sun, like all these things. May, and it's a, not the you know it's, we're not looking at a 4K photo either. Yeah, it is right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean the one that we have, you could see Dable top left. It looks like mm-hmm. he's wearing a bandana, <laughs> and it's just really his 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 dome being totally roasted by yeah. the Arizona sun. But you're right, McDaniel's. I didn't know he was that. You know. Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, you know, wide. Yeah, I'll say I was wide. Say, yeah, pudgy. You know, <laughs> almost looks like a <laughs> looks like an <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> and, but it, and next to him, Arthur Smith. We brought it up with Arthur Smith because he joined us a few days later. Arthur Smith is just like looking. I told him next year, can you just tell your face to smile? Yeah, or what? Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, look at him. Like, yeah, look I, at don't, him right I don't there. know what that. Uh, he, he said he just wanted to take the picture and get to his next thing. I'm like, what's your next thing? Like the first hole? <laughs> like it's, a, it's the NFL. It's the owners meeting. Like, what are you doing? And it looks like he's been the first time he's been outside in a few months. Like there's 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 absolutely no color to him. What did Travis call McVeigh again? He called who did he call him? Uh, he called him Gordon, Gordon Bombay. Bombay. Gordon yeah. Bombay. 
We, we made a reference earlier in the show before that one that uh, Sean McVay looked like when Gordon Bombay had his evil stint with the Mighty Ducks where he was a sellout and he was slicking his hair back and yeah, the, the shades and everything. He's cool for school right there. Gordon Bombay. But for me, I'm always uh, mindful of who's got shoulder on somebody. That That's a Peyton having shoulder on yep. McVay. You got to get shoulder. By the way, your position. Perfect. Since you are, you're here for the broadcast uh, mm-hmm. workshop, whatever is it called? Yeah. Boot camp, whatever. Sure. Yeah. In your career, whenever you're going to be shooting, if you're part of a team, yes. again, yes. Uh, broadcast team, got to make sure you get shoulder in the promotional video uh, photograph. You got it. You can't just, you, you guess. You got to, you got to pull a McDaniels. Okay. Get, get both shoulders in front of somebody like that, right there. Right there. You don't look, uh, honestly. Because what is The focus is now on him. Of course it is. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Sean Payton, too. Really? I mean, they're both, I mean, that's what, that might be one of the reasons Arthur Smith looks so awkward, <laughs> is that he's getting double-shouldered. He's getting, Mike exactly. Tomlin's on his left, yes. Josh McDaniel's on the right, and well, he kind of looks like he's a little awkward. Well, right I mean, there. at least, you know, uh, uh, Tomlin's got a ring. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean like, he's, he's deserved that. That's short. what I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Jason Kelsey here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what'd you learn this weekend? Man, this it, week for uh, the uh, it was a humbling weekend. experience. Very humbling. What do you mean humbling? Well, I mean, calling a game. And so like, you did that. We did. Okay. So, so I guess I'll give the rundown. So go for we it. did. Uh, we did live TV game analysis color. We did live radio color. We did um, podcast. Mm-hmm. And then we did uh, like a TV studio uh, kind of debate show. Okay. Debate yeah. show. It wasn't really a debate show. It was more uh, like a pre, maybe a pre. Uh, Sunday mm-hmm. countdown type show. Type okay. Thing. Yeah. All right. And so um, you'd so you, they they would play a game a game for you to analyze. Yeah. So the during the TV portion, we were analyzing the last year's Colts char, uh, man, uh, Colts um, Vikings game. Okay. Biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah. And then the radio show, we were doing the Chargers Chiefs. Okay. But Patrick Mahomes. My brother ends up scoring the game-winning touchdown. So that was a fun one to call. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, And you notice, obviously, the difference between radio and television. you got to yeah. be a hell of a lot more descriptive. Much more descriptive, yeah. Okay. There wasn't anybody on the Colts that they gave that game to call, because that would be pretty rough. You know, uh, is, I don't think I'm was. like... It was, it was actually Rodney McLeod was there, and he was on the defense for the Colts last year. Oh! As soon as he had got announced, he was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that is zero chill. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Patrick Peterson's like, I'll call yeah, that game. He was fired up for it, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, and that was that was probably the thing that was the most intimidating. Yeah. Because that's the most foreign thing. You know, the TV studio thing, we've all had opinions, and you go into it knowing what you're going to talk about. On podcasts, you got down cold. <laughs> that was fun, too. Right. Uh, but the, um, you know, reacting to a stimulus or reacting to a play as it happens Yeah, while you're also partnered up with a play-by-play person and trying to fit in a window within the pace of the game, like mm-hmm. all of these external factors where you, you can have a plan going in on kind of what you want to hit, Yes, but you have to do it within the confines of what's happening in front of you. Um, that was very, very difficult. And I think for sure uh, the most humbling thing we did, but also I think it's probably the most exhilarating. I mean, it's, when it's happening like that, your adrenaline's going, your senses are up. There's nothing like it. Yeah. It's... I mean, because I, I, I think I, I, when I was speaking to the group on Tuesday, all I've done in my career mostly is either here, talking mm-hmm. about something that's about to happen, sure. or talking about something that has already happened. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. To be able to talk about something as it's happening, Yeah, 
at your app while you're yeah. at the game and it's your job yeah. to make everybody at home understand what's happening yeah. that would be more that would be more your role on it sure. but it's the one who's just calling down and distance and trying to make it sound exciting if it's not yeah or just to shut up and let the excitement speak for itself yeah there's nothing like it i love it yeah, i do love doing that and i think the, the, clo- the closest thing i've ever done to it was watching my brother do saturday night live which is live and, and happening right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. It feels like it's game day. You know, everybody, it's not just you, it's everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's the hair and makeup people knowing it's game time. It's the studio uh, crew knowing it's game oh, time. It's the audience, it's everything's happening and everybody knows that it's, you only get one shot at this thing. And I, I would imagine, you know, we doing the games this weekend, we got yeah. a taste of it. I can imagine actually on game day with everybody feeling the same way. It's got to be a, a pretty incredible feeling. Well, you did it too, right? SNL, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, I had a very small portion, but yeah, I was a part of it. A very yeah. small portion. You're on live television doing comedy. Yeah. Well, come, come on now. What do you mean, Will? <laughs> were, 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 were you excited for your, I mean, just watching very, your bro? Yeah. You got to be proud of him. He uh, killed it. He, he did great. do a really good job. And, you know, he's he's one of those guys that when the lights click on, yeah. he is he, he rises to the occasion. I mean, whether it's football and big games, yes. playoff games, he's just got that knack where I think when everybody else gets to that level and they're mm-hmm. tense up, he has this innate ability to kind of stay even keel and, and knock it out of the park. Um, and he did it during Saturday Night Live. I mean, that was his best performance, I think, throughout all of it. I watched him, you know, rehearsing it yeah. when I got there. I watched a dress rehearsal right before. Mm-hmm. I watched him do the monologue three times. And like across the board, and of course it's the one that you have the most amount of reps on, but that's the one where, you know, you know it's going out live at that point. And he and he did the best job at that point. He did, uh, and he was very realistic in the American Girl doll sketch. Yes, a little um, too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, he, he was, now, but that, that was risky. That was risky, and that's the best comedy is when you take the risk and you nail it. I'll be honest with you. It was very John Cena type performance in that skit alone. <laughs> I'm serious. It was. It, it felt like he had that. He put it out there, man. Yeah, that was the, funny. Yeah, that it, was. Funny. He said that was the main advice he got from all the people that he had known, like Paul yeah. Rudd and guys that had done hosted it. Uh, they all said, yeah. you know, just go with it, man. You know, just mm-hmm. have fun with it, roll with it. Don't be hesitant. Mm-hmm. Really dive full full into it. I think he did. And then we have this photograph from uh, Vanity Fair here. Pop it oh, up. Let's pop it up right here. Look at that. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always awkward who, when somebody with 2020 vision is wearing glasses. <laughs> 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 who is this person? Well, that's. What that's, is it? Look at him. It's my little brother. Look at uh, him. Little big brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks absolutely wonderful. Look at I mean, him. It's on a three-piece that, suit, that's Vanity the Fair. This is the Oscars Vanity Fair party. It is. It is. Um, Does this get brought up? It, it, in, it in the locker room or, oh, for or sure. what happens now? It gets brought up in the locker room. We brought it up on our show. Uh, I prefer to make fun of people. I mean, that's the best thing to do. The right? idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Trav is, you know, he loves being at the scene. Uh, Vanity Fair is something that I don't think I would be very fired up to be a part of. <laughs> so he wants to be the big time guy. But, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm really happy that he's able to go do all those things. And he's been, because of the Super Bowl and all the success he's had, yes. SNL, all these doors are opening for him, so I'm really, really happy for him. What was the conversation you had after the Super Bowl that you're willing to share? Um, 
you know, I mean, on the field, it was more just, you know, hey, great job, happy for you, mm-hmm. go celebrate with your teammates. Because I didn't want, I knew if we would have won, mm-hmm. I would have right away wanted to, you know, been like, hey, I would have been upset for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't want him to feel that way for me. So I wanted him to cherish that moment, be there with mom. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, I had the sad story out of that. So I think after a couple of days, sat down, you know, I think it was just really happy for him in his career. Um, I had for a lot of people on the Chiefs, you know, it was a weird situation when you're playing the coach who drafted you, your brother, yeah, right. all these people that you've, you know, have had such an impact in your career personally. Yeah. And now you're playing them in the biggest game possible. So obviously really upset for our team. And it took me a couple of days, quite honestly, to get mad. And, you know, it, it, like my initial reaction was very mixed and, and in some ways confused. And um, about two days after it, you're really thinking about, you know, if I would have done this, if, if this would have happened, if we would have done that. Was the holding call part of the mad? No, because there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. You know, I am upset of the things that I had control of. Right. You know, I could have made an out call that on third down that would have solidified the protection and A.J. Brown's open, but instead we don't convert. We have to punt, and then they get a huge punt return and take a, a big lead yes. in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, those are the things that I think about and I'm going to think about continually. Um, and that's when you start to really set in of, you know, man, you, 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 I think at first you're a little bit in denial, then you're going to go to this, like, what was me feeling? And then there's acceptance. The The typical st- stages of grief play out. Yes. And, um, you know, my brother told me before the season started, we were doing a whole uh, event down at the shore, and he said, you know, there's nothing that, you know, losing a Super Bowl will make you want to win a Super Bowl that much more. And, uh, I mean, I thought he was just saying it for the crowd, something that sounds good. Trav is known to do that. Um, <laughs> but, no, he was, I mean, smack dab, dead on. Uh, you know, lo- go- going all that way, having the season we did and then losing it, it is such a, a crushing feeling. Uh, and next year's team, even though we're going to have Jalen Hurts back, we're going to have a lot of similar people back, have Nick Sirianni back, it's never going to be the same. It's always a little bit different. Yes. So for that team not to have that finality, it it, it sucks. It does. And um, you know, still had a great year. We're very proud of the way we played. Uh, but there's nothing like having, you know, I don't even wear my Super Bowl ring. I probably couldn't even tell you where it's at right now. Come on. No. I, I'd lose that thing left and right. Your I, take it, not I take it to an event. Yeah. It stays in my golf bag. I take it to a gala, and it stays in the glove compartment. Like, and these things aren't like they're obnoxious. They're not fun to wear. They're they're, they're they hurt your fingers next to them because the diamonds are cutting in to your other fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not a the, the ring is just a symbol in a level of finality and 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 conciseness that you are the world champion. It's what it represents. It's not the actual thing itself um, or what it looks like. And um, for all those guys that were part of that team, not to get one sucks and. Um, so yeah, and that's part of the reason why you decided to come back. I I do think it played a factor. I I don't think it should. I wish it didn't, but I do think that when you go that far and you get that close, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, I think 
your 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 emotions and energy. I mean, I'm goosebumps right now. Um, get get going, and and you want to do that. You know it's close, and you know the team is gonna be good next year yeah. as long as everybody stays healthy. We're turning a lot of pieces on offense. Um, you know, it's yeah. So that all plays a factor. I mean, if it if it was a different situation. Um, I don't know what the answer would be. I still think I would play. Yeah. I think the best advice anybody's given me playing, and he's given it to me the last four years, and for some reason he has to keep reminding me of it, mm. is Jeff Stoutland. And my wife has said a very similar thing. That's your old line coach. My offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland. Um, he uh, he said, you know, Jason, you just stop playing when you don't want to play anymore. Like when you wake up and you don't want to play football anymore, stop playing. I'm like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like I don't think I'm going to wake up and there's going to be a day – where I don't want to play football. He's like, no, he's like, let me tell you, there's going to be a day you wake up and you're not going to want to do it anymore. Well, and it's also, isn't it part of just the, the, the prep it takes for you to, to be ready sure. to play it? Yeah. I mean, the it, mental and the physical where it's just like, you know, I, I just don't know if I want to do and that. And I think today. that that's what he's saying. Like really the physical part, you know, knock on wood, knock on, wherever yeah, there I got is. You, yeah. I got you right here. I mean, my, uh, I'm in pretty good shape for a guy going into his 13th year. I got some knee pain, some ankle pain, this, this, that. But it's really what you're talking about, the mental grind, the, the, the level of attention that you have to have on a daily basis to yeah. do it right. Yeah. Because part of my job is, one, being prepared myself, also being, two, prepared to put everybody in the right position. You know, center quarterback, middle linebacker, and safety are the four spots on the field where you get to actively make other players play better or influence how they play just by the calls you make, just by the communication that you do. And... That all, to do that well, requires attention in the meeting rooms, requires film study, uh, requires communication throughout the week. And all of that takes energy and effort. And all of that ultimately, on some levels, gets distracted from other areas of my life. And you have to, you have to really think whether you're willing to do that again. And I think when Stout says, Jeff Stoutland, my offensive line coach, when he says, are you, you got to figure out if you want to do this again, that's what he's talking about. Are you willing to make that commitment again? And if you're not and you don't want to make that commitment and you don't want to play football like that, don't do it. And I, I was still in a position where I felt like for another year I wanted to do that. And I do think losing the Super Bowl does play a factor. But I think ultimately I still want to play football. I still love that, that aspect. I love going and game planning with Jalen Hurts and, and, and our offensive coordinator now, Brian Johnson, and I'm sure it's going to be a blast. Uh, Nick Sirianni, Jeff. I mean – that's one of some of the funnest, most fun I have during the week is figuring out how we're going to attack these guys. What do you see? I don't. Let, they play this technique uh, to the to uh, to the weak side. They play th- this type of technique over the tight end. I think this place here, they're a shell, two high safeties. They're they're one high safety and they and they play aggressive downhill. All of these things and you're trying to figure out, and that's that's part of the things that I still love doing. Jason Kelsey here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take a break. I'm going to put you through the the, the paces. You just did your broadcast okay. workshop boot camp. Yeah. Now you get the Rich Eisen Show version of it. Okay. We've got a game called What's More Likely. Chris Brockman's going to throw at both of us two scenarios. you got to choose which one's more likely. It's okay. NFL-related. I also have a, a draft question for you. Draft question. Analysis right? is coming. 844-204-RICH, also the number down. I want to talk to Jason Kelsey. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed we got I, uh, Jason Kelsey back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Okay, I'm about to put you through the paces. You want to be part of the paparazzi? You're out here trying to learn the craft, even though you and your bro are killing it on your new uh, your new Heights pod. Uh, here, here's hey, something for you. Shane Steichen, yes. new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do fourth overall? Which do you, if Anthony Richardson is there, do you think he's the the whole idea is like look what he did with Jalen Hurts, look what Man. he did with you know Justin Herbert when he was a rookie and he was his quarterback's coach, a guy who can run it, a guy who can throw it. What yeah. do you think? What do you, you think? Know, I think he is going to go quarterback. I don't know which one. Um, Anthony Richardson obviously wowed everybody at his pro day. Uh, just unbelievable throwing the ball. He killed it at the combine. I just saw with my own two eyes. He's he's unbelievable. And yeah. just so you're, you're you're aware as well, John Beck, the uh, the the uh, throwing guru and, mm-hmm. and coach, um, he who's I think doing Stroud and and Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, he told me a story about how he was at a um, an event years ago sure. with a bunch of kids throwing. And he's wondering, why is this linebacker who knows so much about quarterbacking coming up to me and picking my brain about quarterbacking? And okay. somebody's, when he walked away, said, somebody said to him, that's Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Give me he's an idea of his size. The, the, the size and stature of him alone is, is impressive. But knowing Steichen as well as you do, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Is it, what's It'll the be quarterback? Interesting. It'll be interesting because obviously he's with Phillip Rivers for a long time uh, with the Chargers. And I think you know then he was with Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And those are two guys that are... Drop back quarterbacks. Herbert can run a little bit, yes. I guess, but what they're known for is sitting back there and throwing the ball. Um, and I think, obviously, transition to this past year with Jalen Hurts, a much more dynamic running player. Yes, certainly doing more run design plays or they're reading and keeping it, uh, but still having a semblance of throwing from the pocket. Um, that kind of seat feels where the league is going. I think with more of these guys coming out, like Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, all these guys that have incredible athleticism as well as the capability of throwing it. Um, that feels where it's going. That being said, I don't. It, it's tough to say 
who I think he'll take whoever he thinks is the best player, best quarterback, and then off of that fit the offense. I don't think it'll necessarily be like I want to have the dual threat guy. I want to have uh, the guy that can uh, is the physically unbelievably gifted player, or I want to have this guy who might be uh, more of a pocket presence, um, dialed in mentally, mm-hmm. and he impresses in all the meeting rooms, and they think he can be a Philip Rivers or a, um, you know, a dare say Tom Brady. So you know, he, one of those types of quarterbacks. So you're counseling just because he crushed it with Jalen Hurts. Don't think that's the only style of quarterback he's looking for in this draft. Yeah, is what I, you're saying. I, correct. I think I think he's a good enough coach that whatever quarterback he thinks is the best one that he sees eye to eye with. He, he thinks that is going to be the best leader mm-hmm. is going to be the most committed is going to be the guy that can make all the throws. And I think they're, he's going to fit the offense around the skill set that that guy has. And it might be Anthony Richardson. I just, it's tough to say without being in those meeting rooms. They're, 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 we don't know. It could be Will Levis could be the only quarterback left on the board. Who's healthy. That's got a first round grade. And if that happens, they might sit there and go, well, let's see what Lamar Jackson wants to do. How about that? Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going on in that situation? I have no idea. Sounds like Lamar wants out. Um, Sucks that it's gotten to this point with the Ravens. I think, obviously, the guaranteed contract is is, is tricky. The Sean Watson contract has upended everything, it feels like, Mm -hmm. last year with the the Cleveland Browns. and Lamar deserves money. I mean, he deserves to be paid like a premier quarterback. He's been one of the best. He's won games. As long as he's healthy, the dynamic generational talent he is, his ability uh, to create mismatches in the run and pass. Because, you know, with Greg Roman, obviously a very heavy run game, three tight ends. They're doing a lot of things that utilize his strength in that field. But you look at him in two-minute drills, and similar way we kind of operated with Jalen, of utilizing his ability to run, and Pat Mahomes does this naturally just by escaping the pocket. Yes. Doing some design quarterback draws here and there, um, as well as being able to throw the ball down the field. I mean, Lamar was has been a very good quarterback when he's had to be that passing quarterback, so can he do that more? So, I, you know, it's – I don't know if – I don't. I mean, guaranteeing that much money mm-hmm. to a guy who runs as often as he does, I understand the Ravens side of it. But if I'm looking at it from Lamar's perspective, I mean, this guy's been I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I've proven it year in, year out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's the talent I am at that position. Um, yeah, I, I it's it sucks that it's gotten to this. And I'm sure that he would fit in unbelievably anywhere he was at. And a guy like Shane Steichen would be able to utilize those talents. Jason Kelsey here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, Christopher, are you ready to do what you do every Friday? Let's do it. It's a game we call What's More Likely where Chris Brockman has two, what would you say, theories or sure. possibilities? And we have to, you have to choose what's Options. more likely. Okay? Ready? Let's do it. We have, uh, we have outstanding um, uh, production value to it as well. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's more likely? Hey, never say never, but never. There you go. A little uh, Mike Tomlin drop, as they say in the radio <laughs> business as well. Mike, with the NFL Films music, greatly appreciate it. All right, Christopher, the floor is yours. Jason, Jason breaking news. You have a brother that also plays in the NFL. Yeah. He plays in the AFC West. Yeah. You play in the NFC East. Yes. Which division is most likely to have the most Pro Bowl quarterbacks? NFC East or AFC West? 
good one to start this off. This is a great one. You didn't get this at the boot camp, did you? I did not. This okay. is a tougher one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the NFC East because I think not even just the AFC West, the AFC in general is stacked at the quarterback position. I mean, you got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Mm. Uh, you got Josh Allen in Buffalo. That leaves one. Uh, that leaves one, and we all, we know which one that's going to be. That leaves only one. That's Pat Mahomes, right? Yeah. yeah. And then in the NFC, right? You got in Jalen the NFC Hurts. East. You got in the NFC East. You got Jalen Hurts. Uh, you also have um, his name's Dak. Dak Prescott. Yeah. And then obviously, and then you got Giant Daniel Jones. So. Um, yeah, AFC West, Russell Wilson, uh, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. But then outside of that division, there's so many guys competing in the AFC. That's why I'm going. I think the NFC East has the higher probability. Jason Kelsey saying, I'm going with my home division, but not because I'm a homer. But I'm giving you an idea of the way the Pro Bowl roster is put together. And there are so many others in that conference. I like it. Way to way to be a homer without being a homer. <laughs> and also slagging on Daniel Jones, which I know you deep down want to. <laughs> All right. Do you think he's a Pro Bowl quarterback, Daniel Jones? I think he can be. I mean, I, I think Daniel Jones actually has more upside than what people think. You know, the contract thing, I, I don't know if that's quite... I mean, I think he needs weapons. And I think if he gets some weapons, he's dynamic with his legs. He can make all the throws. And I think Dayball has proven to be a really, really good coach. So, as well as my man Mike Kafka, who I played with in Philadelphia, ah, that's I could right. see them doing some their offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see Daniel having a really, really good year if they put some weapons around him outside of playing the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Understood. What else, Chris? Next up, we're in Los Angeles, <laughs> and I'm from New England. All right. Which team is most likely to bounce back and make the playoffs this year? Patriots or Rams? Jason Kelsey. Man, I'm going to say the Rams, I told and it's you. and it all comes down again to the to the division they're in. New England's division right now, the AFC East, might be the toughest division in the AFC. I mean, the Dolphins. Um, uh, oh my gosh, the I was, Bills, and then and the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this could be the most stacked division in football yeah. if that happens. Okay, which is crazy that New England is. At this stage where, for the past 20 years, it has dominated that entire He thinks division. the Rams are tanking. You think they're going to tank? Well, I don't think. You can, I said, here's what I've said. You cannot tank with Aaron Donald on your team mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup on your team and Matthew Stafford being full go. You yeah. just, that's, that's, uh, you, the credit card bill has come due. And so you can't keep everybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just, I'm with you. I think I would choose the Rams over that too. I just think the AFC is so stacked, and at the quarterback position, they're stacked. All the teams are so good. The and NFC, listen, Eagles are pretty darn good, but <laughs> nice. you know, I mean, the division that the Rams are in. I mean, Seattle won it last year and snuck in, right? Like, yeah. it's just not unless all of these teams get dramatically better. Uh, yeah, the, the Rams are in a better position to make one move or to. Um, you know, for McVay to start scheming things up again and being uh, the boy wonder he was when he first got hired, and he's proven to be throughout his tenure as head coach, uh, to sneak enough games out to win them and, and get into the playoffs. I, I mean, maybe they are tanking. I know they had a lot of cap relief to do from this past year, but I'm still thinking they're in the better situation. Did you say McVay or Bombay? 
Uh, I'm sorry, Bombay. Okay, I apologize. Right. What else, Chris? What else you got over there? Jason Kelsey, congratulations. You're the Panthers general manager. Ooh. Quarterback you'd most likely take number one in a couple weeks. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, well, you can't go wrong. Uh, if I'm the GM, first of all, I'm very happy that I hired Frank Reich. Uh, my former uh, offensive coordinator. I like your style, I know I got Jason. a good head coach. Yep. Um, I really do like Anthony Richardson. Um, I think the physical stature, uh, the dynamic ability across the board. You just saw it in the Super Bowl. I, 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 what, what, no, what, what I'm saying, what a, what a skill set like that can do at the highest level if, it, if the guy is yeah, I mean, like Jalen Hurts, obviously. That's a big if. Yeah, and... Listen, a big reason Jalen is so good, it's not just the physical stuff. He has all the mental yeah, yeah. capability. He's he's one of the most driven human beings I've ever been around. So it's hard to know whether Anthony Richardson, I've never met the kid, so I don't know yeah, if yeah. he has all that. But uh, the, the traits are eye-opening. And when you have a guy that can do that and is that much of a physical specimen and you can do the things in the run game, uh, you can be dynamic in a spread-out offense uh, where you get light boxes and utilize that, it's it, it's gonna op- it opens up so many other things. It makes everybody else's job so much easier. It, it can be a, a a huge improvement. Well, if Carolina takes Anthony Richardson first overall, it would be such a noise coming out of Kansas City. It would make Travis Kelsey's music festival sound like a library. <laughs> if that happens, that would be wild. What else you got over there, Chris? We talked about him earlier. The most likely playing spot for Lamar Jackson this year. Baltimore or the field? Baltimore or the field. Anywhere. Um, Man, I think it's going to be Baltimore. Me too. And I think Baltimore was really, really smart to put this unrestricted franchise tag on him because this allows him to see what his value is Mm -hmm. and allows the Ravens to see what that value is. And I think... I, I got to think that the Ravens already did that homework. I hope that they're smart enough that they already know what that value is well, and they've I know, already talked to other GMs. I know from, and I don't know if you were told this at the broadcast boot camp, I, I mostly like to answer, ask questions I already know the answer to. Oh, okay. On this show. <laughs> no, so so if you're the Ravens, you'd like to already know what much of the answer's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I, I got to think when they put that tag on them, they've already done their homework, and they already feel very confident with the offer that they've given Lamar. Yes. And I think I think once he sees what the what the value is, where he's at, I think that maybe there'll be some rekindling of, um, of spirits there, um, and he'll end up still in Baltimore. Rekindling of spirits sounds like that house band, right? That you, you know, your friend, your friend's like, hey, I'm playing. My boys are playing Rekindling of Spirits. We're playing this weekend. You want to come by? I like it, though. You got one more, Chris, course, or we got two of more? Of course we have one more. Okay. Who's more likely to pick up the tab at dinner? Ah. You or Travis? Oh, great question, Chris Brockman. What's more likely, Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Who picks up the tab? What do you got? Um, depends on what city we're in. If we're in KC, Trav almost always picks it up. If we're almost? In Did you hear almost? I heard almost. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's not a hundred percent hit rate on the check in Kansas City. Wait a minute. I think every time I've been out with him, it's been hundred percent. I'll say it's it's a hundred percent in Kansas City. Trav gets it. I get in Philadelphia. Outside of that, neutral site. Let's go neutral site. We're neutral site. Neutral site. Who picks it up? Um. Man. I think I'm going to get it. I'm getting the tab. I mean, 
Because you're the older and brother, older brother, older brother. brother. Or do you do you have the the, I the think famous it's because I'm the only picking drop, Mike? You got that one? Because because we have this drop. Is this is this Travis when the uh, when the check comes uh, comes due? I got this. Just gotta reach the check. <laughs> is, that it? is that it? Right? Is that that's Travis? That's the effort. That's the effort level. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna start pulling the maneuver of giving the card to the uh, waitress okay. before the check has come. I think that's, that's the just that's the only way to guarantee you pick it up. Good one, Chris. Last last one. Oh, you got one more. Uh, Okay. We don't, we don't have okay. one more. Very good. Job okay. Good. What else you got? Uh, most likely thing to happen first: you put back on the mummer's outfit, or we shave the beard. Man, look at that photo on the right. What <laughs> year is that? I, that is unfortunately when it's uh, my th- third year in the league. So it's you, this, off season. So this this beard's a decade old. Is what you're oh, saying? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna be full, fully honest. It's a much higher percent chance I'm wearing the mummer suit again. As you can just see with that picture of me beardless. I'm not going back to that anytime soon. Hold on a second, though. My nine-year-old daughter is begging me to shave the beard. Really? Doesn't like it? Stop. Why doesn't she like it? I don't know, because it's it's itchy. itchy? I don't know. She just doesn't like it. You know, that's that's when her mom steps in and and says, it's Stan. Did you, when you shaved it and you had the five o'clock or the little stubble, did you ever rub it on it? Because my dad used to do that to me all the time. He'd he'd shave his beard, had the little stubble coming out. And then he'd rub it against my belly like it was like uh, sandpaper. (laughs) And it used to drive me crazy. So uh, I would think if you did that, maybe she would like the beard. So maybe (laughs) you can train her, shave it, get the stubble. I don't think so. She wants negative it reinforcement. So again, uh, he says it's more likely to put on the mummer's costume, not because you're puffing your chest out saying no. you're guaranteeing a Super Bowl win. No. It's just the baby face is so well, yeah, it's, it's, unacceptable it's, for you or your wife or just for society in oh, general. Me. Okay, me. look. Yeah, at I, that I mean, picture. it's just a bad look, especially <laughs> the butt. Ch- I mean, it's not a good photo. The butt chin. Yeah, the I didn't butt know you chin. had one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I okay. uh, hopefully, well, now everybody knows, but hopefully nobody will see me and know, and that's why I have a beard. Understood. Okay. All right, we'll take a break and close up shop with Jason Kelsey. A couple more minutes left with him when we return on the Rich Eisen Show and take you to the weekend, everybody. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, still with with Jason Kelsey, our radio audience just returned. And, you know, we were talking about how your folks were on our our Super Bowl show. Uh, We we put them on our special on the Roku channel. And that, that, that show did gangbusters. And it was great to have them there. And we've we've had parents on before, but Chris, I think you've been here since Jump and TJ, you've been here, and obviously Mike, you can attest. I believe Donna Kelsey was the first parent to show up with a promo code <laughs> for for pizza, right? Right? Correct. I think that's true. Yeah, you it's made a, your mom promo code worthy, man. It was remarkable. You and Travis, look at you, another achievement. The first. She, she she was not only that she was sponsored by like Bud Light. She, was, she had the first beer sponsorship of. Like, I couldn't even get the beer sponsorship first. Yeah, no, she, she beat all of us. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. I love it. Um, and, and so I appreciate you coming in here, man. The only thing I wish is that I wasn't sitting, that I wish I was walking around since you pointed out I walk so elegantly when I was on it was, Eli's pod. I mean, was, really? I mean, honestly. Um, I'm not making that up. When The moment you walk through, and, and it might have been the turtleneck, the black turtleneck. Yeah. It almost it was it like was your head out. was like floating and it didn't like go up or down. It was just like a solid movement. And um, I was very, I was already intimidated. Get out of here. I, I swear to God, I was already Come intimidated on. going to interview uh, one of my uh, childhood icons, ah, Rich Eisen. I am a childhood icon. You are for everyone who was born in my generation and brought, brought up watching Sports Center in, in the golden yeah. era of uh, sports reporting. Guy. I'm not making any of this up. And it I, was in, insane for me to be able to do that. And uh, so I was already interested in what you were going to look like. And the moment you came through the door, I was like, it was like magical. I'm not making this up, man. <laughs> at all. Like magical. Why are you trying to in? How am I when I walk in every day? You, uh, Is no, it magical? Am I magical. elegantly walking no, in here? you're like on the phone. You're pacing around. You're yelling at somebody. Magical. In regards to your show, I, I thought you were going for a Steve Jobs or like the SNL Sprockets look. Like it was really, I didn't understand. It was cold. It was cold. It was in Indianapolis. It was cold. It was rainy and cold. He had a and jacket? You didn't have a jacket? What do you put a, what's wrong with the turtleneck? What's wrong with the turtleneck? What, what are, you, are you Elizabeth Holmes? What's, what's Definitely that? not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Are you done with the turtleneck, Ian? <laughs> I think I'm elegant. I think I'm an elegant walker. Elegant. I appreciate that. Elegant. Jason, if there's a question I can ask you, because it's always, I found it funny. You yeah. and Travis grew up in the same house, and yet you just seem a lot different. I know you were in the jazz band, right? Yeah. You play guitar. You seem maybe he's listening. Travis seems like all he did was listen to hip-hop and R&B. Like, yeah. how, how did you two, like, Come from the same so different? It's just seemingly so different with the with, with the way you just yeah. seem to approach everything. We, let me tell you, um, we grew up in a very diverse area. We grew up in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. You can Ohio. just talk to me in the monitor there. That'll make it easier uh, on you. Yeah. So yeah, we grew up in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And, um, I mean, you want to talk about a melting pot, a great representation of people from all walks of life in one suburb of Cleveland. Um, you know, we we got exposed to everything. 
Um, and you know, it was a, it's a very liberal arts forward uh, district. Everyone starts with an instrument. When you're four years old, you start with the recorder, or four, fourth grade, you start with the recorder in third grade. Um, you have to do some semblance of music by the time you're in middle school, whether it's choir or, or band, uh, all sorts of extracurriculars uh, from from dancing to, uh, to sports. Uh, for me, I played jazz. My brother sang. He played trumpet for a little bit. Didn't have the energy or focus for it. Please tell me there's video of him playing the trumpet. No, there's certainly <laughs> I uh, not that mom, I have I can, seen. I can call mommy. Mommy, <laughs> mommy would know. Mommy would have the Mommy video. would have it. Um, he didn't stick with it very long. And, um, you know, I think it ultimately, for whatever reason, Travis was drawn and, and really liked and, and fit in with the hip-hop culture. And he played basketball, so he's all about shoes like he all he cared about was having the new jordans or whatever basketball shoe <laughs> and crazy. i used to get pissed off because i would be wearing sketchers and the entire <laughs> the entire high school would be clowning me like what are you doing wearing sketchers and um luckily i was a really good athlete so they couldn't do it too much but yes. um you know we we i mean every race religion um you know background it, it was a wonderful place to go and be exposed to all sorts of things and um I just, you know, Trav has always been kind of that way and always into dancing and, and being in the spotlight and fashion. And I wear new balances. And and you, your father of three, chowing yeah. down egg sandwiches while your wife's yeah. in labor. And yeah. he's standing there on the red carpet Vanity at Vanity Fair, Fair playing with American <laughs> Girl dolls on Saturday Night Live. God bless your parents, man. Yeah. And I'm thrilled that you're here, too. Thanks for doing this. Thank, Thank you, Thank you so much. New Heights Podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. It is on fire. It is must listen to. I had a blast doing it. Uh, please have me anytime. You need a guest or want a guest or Be anything careful. like that. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. And say hi to your say hi to your brother for me because I think he's forgotten who I am now that he's I taken off. I guarantee that is not the case. Okay. I like saying those things. <laughs> say that again. Should we FaceTime Travis real quick? <laughs> well, we're out of time. We got five more minutes. Five more seconds. Wow. All right. Very good. Uh, that's Jason Kelsey. Have a great Masters weekend, everybody. We're wrapped to wrap this show on the Roku channel in a moment with Jason. <laughs> 